With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now listening in to Culture Freedom Radio Network, the home of raw and uncut conscious talk radio at its Yes, yes, Culture Freedom Radio is in the house. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indeed, my brothers and sisters. Yes, sir. Indeed. Culture Freedom Radio Network is most definitely back up in his house. Most definitely a back up in his house right here with you again. Yes, sir. I am your brother, Brother Aria Israel, also known to you as Brother Sunray. Nine. Yes, sir. Just coming into the house right here, uh, brothers and sisters. Again, uh, got a couple of announcements before I get into this show. Got a couple of announcements before I get into this right here today. Uh, I want to tell you that, um, um, like I said, first of all, thank y'all always for tuning in. That's first and foremost. Always got to thank you for tuning in right here to this this broadcast um, as well. It wouldn't be nothing without you. Uh, so we got to make sure I put that in there and say that as well. Um, but um, this is the last for blog talk. This is the last episode that will be on blog talk, distributed and uh, hosted on blog talk. Actually, I'm not hosting right now, even on blog talk. I'm right here on talk show. But as uh, far as utilizing the blog talk site, um, this is the last podcast that will be coming from blog talk. Um I'll tell you the reason why, uh, and I'm not. I'm not stop podcasting. I'm not stopping podcasting. <laughs> now I was talking about y'all. Remember a couple of weeks ago? Well, a week ago, whatever. I said I was thinking about basically retiring and retiring and just hanging a hat up. Yeah, um, but no. What I decided I really want to do is I'm going to do, and it's fun for business wise and financial wise and I, and I give it to y'all right fast brothers and, and then I'm gonna get into something I really want to share with y'all tonight a, a clip tonight I'm not going to do really uh some talking myself tonight I want to play an interesting clip tonight that I found on Twitter uh it was really interesting right but um I'm trying to see my Alexa going off I'm trying to see what the heck they were but anyways listen brothers yeah um so business wise, I looked at it, you know, blog talk used to provide uh, what they call monetizing opportunities. Now, River Culture Freedom, we would, you know, it wasn't like we was getting no hundreds of dollars and hell, we probably weren't even uh, getting the money that we were putting into the show. Like, and I'll be honest, I, don't, I, don't, I was only paying for like the $39 package. That's what I'm paying for now. $39 package, which adds up to like 40 some dollars a month. I mean, excuse me, 400 some dollars a year. And you, and I, so I thought about it, you know, I'm like, damn. And, and, and mind you now, we don't have any, it's not like we have any sponsors or somebody who advertise with us, or it's not like a Patreon and things of this nature. 
Um, so I just decided, I'm like, damn, I'm already using a free site. Uh, TalkShoe is a free site, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, I could do videos over there. I could do a lot more. But I, now I, I would say that the phone lines are actually better on here on Blog Talk. I, that I would agree. And that's why I, one of the reasons that I came back to Blog Talk. But financial-wise and really business-wise, when you think about it, is that um, it's not a, it's, it's not a wise... I don't, I don't want to say wise, but it's not a a, a a financial really investments. Unless, like I said, if somebody was, if you had donations, like some people probably get donations and they group of whatever right there, kind of pay for some of their things. I do this because I do this out of my damn pocket going to work, right? So, but that's 400 some odd dollars, right? And there's no return. You know, just think about it business wise. You're investing in something, but there's no return on your investments and that's the thing i had to look at like i said damn i'm, I'm using talk shoe don't pay nothing and people like even when using you know people like use youtube to do podcasting now a lot of people using youtube and doing their podcasting on youtube and then once they get to a certain status they get monetized now this is not about just all about me trying to make no money i don't care about really making money but it's just like me Spending the money, that's what I'm looking at, man. And just spending, giving 400 some dollars a year, you know, uh, and, you know, and I'm already using free sites and you got other stuff like YouTube. And so I just decided, man, because the only thing I'm really using it for is the um, the telephone lines or something like, I'm going to you, that's not, you know, if we come on, Ariel, you just got to be, you got to, got to, you got to do, you can't do that, man. <laughs> you already got a site. So you got to think. You know, was was best finances, especially when this when this 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 um uh, economic crises that we're living in now and stuff. I'm not saying I'm hurting for money, but hell, you know, I got bills and things too. So yeah, I just decided, brothers and sisters, up to that. Um, for business wise, I'm not going to do that and uh, have shows coming to blog talk no more. But you, but so that mean I don't know exactly what days I might do some lives that y'all who those who might want to call in on talk shoe because that's what I'm gonna be still hosting from talk shoe, uh, from talk shoe now, uh, for the podcasting. I suppose I've been doing the YouTube. Um, I don't know, I, I'll probably still do some, some kind of like videos and stuff like their response videos on there. Uh, but as far as my podcast, I love doing this this type of podcasting more than I do the videos for Culture Freedom. Now the Tabernacle, I'm still doing the Tabernacle. Yes, now I do the I do the YouTube with the Tabernacle. But anyway, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm gonna get ready to get up off that subject. So I just want to let y'all know you still can catch if you want to catch in, everything in the archive. You still catch everything in the archives from all the different podcasting sites. That that's not changing. That's not changing how you can listen to the show. So you still can catch it. It's just the live shows now. Um, I don't know exactly what days I might do the live. So stay tuned for that. But it won't be on Blog Talk. That's the only change. That's the major change. I won't be on Blog Talk live anymore. So that's the change right there, right? Um, and and, and just as I, um, you know, because I had to put it on the air because, hell, I can't get in touch with you. I don't know how to reach out. Now you've been you've been you know texting me and reaching out. I uh, you you've been reaching out and texting me. I can't respond for some, for some crazy odd reason. 
when you text me, I can see your text. I can see your text. I can receive your text, but I can't respond back to you. When I try to respond and send you a message, it send me something talking about um, uh, your number is not valid. So, yeah, I have been trying to respond back to you and all of that stuff. I can't respond back to you for some crazy reason. That's what the message I've been getting. Your number is not valid. I, I deleted the number out of my phone and even put it back in there in the contact. Still says the same thing. So, yeah, that's why you haven't heard from me. And even I can't even calling is still something. I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. Know what's going on, actually. So, but anyway, just I want to tell you this right fast. It's the only way I can get you to tell you because I, I can't somehow I can't get in touch with you. I mean, I can't contact you through the phone. You can I can see everything you say. You asked me was I coming on? I can see everything you said. I guess I seen the hypocrite comment too. Uh, yeah, but I ain't gonna get into that on the air. But yeah, I'm just letting you know, brother. I can't respond to you for some crazy reason. It's saying your number not valid. So yeah, it's the only way I can get a chance to relate the message to you. Um, but you remember when we was having a um, well, you you was talking about we were talking about the virtuality, and you saying how you was against it and all that. And you asked me about the nature. I'm not going to go deep into it because I know there was some of the private conversation. But I I got to tell you this one, brother, because it's the only way I can get the message to you. When you said something about the nation of Islam not on there and all of this, when you were speaking against it, well, brother, I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. I'm about to bust your bubble. Ben X is on there. Ben X is in the VR. Now, I don't think somebody said, now, a brother told me about him being on there, and I looked it up. He He's he's in the uh, Horizon world, and he has some worlds, what they call worlds in there, and he has some beautiful stuff in there, man. I'm telling you. He has a site in there that has Moss Maryam, has a, a replica of Moss Maryam in there. Yeah. Chicago, when they have when you go in there, brother, and and not, not you can't go in that part, but it's it looked just like I mean it is beautiful. I took my wife in there, we looked around, man, it is so beautiful. It got one part, and then you go in there, and you can push when to actually go in there. Um, you gotta it has like a this little monument type thing, and it has the the, the crown of Elijah Muhammad spinning, and you can push a play button, and it plays the speech, brother. Mm-hmm. It plays the speech of Elijah Muhammad. And then on the right next to it, there's another one with the crown from uh, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that's spinning. And you push that button and it plays Farrakhan speeches. And then you walk through there and it has like uh, replica things of the brothers with the fruit of Islam, two brothers standing there. And then you can walk up to the door of Mars Maryam and you can, ha- and it, lo- it sounds like as you walk through the door, you can hear Farrakhan speeches, a speech playing. So, yes, the Nation of Islam, uh, I would say, is on the VR, brother, uh, through the representation of Brother Ben X. So, yes. So, you your your thing, talk about it. Is that, when you ask me that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you got to bite your words, brother. I'm just going to let you know that. But anyway, I want to play y'all, my brothers and sisters, a, an audio that I found on Twitter. It's like 20 minutes long. You know, we talk about COVID, <clears throat> this COVID thing. I guess you, you can go. I sat oh, in this very I guess chair. You can speak of it now. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that I guess they don't censor you now like they was doing at first. And I tell y'all, I, I, you know, I've I've caught it. I had it. Oh man, I had it. Oh, I, so I say, and I know Justice, you were saying something about it too. That's why I tell you, brothers, get away from all that damn conspiracies 
this conspiracy theory bullshit. People in a lot of this bullshit, people telling you this ain't real. Even you, we talk about the VR and 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 because like even with the technology, this is how some people like some of us as so called sometimes black people we get behind on a lot of shit. That's why we always say we behind on a lot of shit, man. As as so called as a black people or the as a race or whatever, right? Because uh, a lot of old bullshit that we hear old stupid ass people talking about, like other people in our race be saying stupid shit and it holds us back from progressing. You know, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, we see a lot of other uh, nations, the Asians, and you see the Asian children, even the Hispanic children. Everybody's, you know, progressing in a lot of stuff, but we be on some, I, sometimes we be on some ignorant shit because we listen to ignorant ass people. We We listen to ignorant ass people who's, uh, as we have as our spokesmen, our so-called teachers and bullshit. And that's why we get so far behind on shit, right? So even with technology, right, uh, technology, it's like anything. It could be used for that for good or bad, or Dr. York used to have, say agreeable or disagreeable. Like I remember Dr. York was even talking about fire. Fire can be used for uh, uh, agreeable purposes, such as cooking our food, uh, using it for light. You know, you you can like if you uh, like a campfire, you can have it for light. You can use it to warm yet you, warm yourself up with fire, right? Or you can use it as a goddamn arsonist, take it to burn somebody goddamn house down. So it's, it's all in how you utilize anything, even with knowledge, even with knowledge, knowledge can be used. It's all in how you use it. You can use it for agreeable purposes or you can use it for disagreeable purposes. It's all in everything is on how you use it. So even with technology, a lot of this technology that we have is all in how a person use it. You know, that's it. That's it. So don't get spooked out and uh, oh man, you know the Illuminati is the Illuminati that you know. I'm not saying I don't just I, I don't believe in certain things about as they said this new world order uh, dynamic, but a lot of things we can stop though. That's the product. A lot of things don't have to happen, don't have to happen, but it'll happen if we allow it to. So even when people talk about prophecy, and then we know we read anything like especially even dealing with the scriptures, it give you is always an alternative. Even when you're reading the scriptures, we said the Tanakh, as AKA y'all call the Old Testament, there's always an alternative. That's why I'd always say, uh, this would happen to you if you do not obey or if you do not abide by this. So even with nature, if we don't uh, respect and protect nature, I mean, you know, go against nature, certain things that happen to us because we disrespect nature or go against nature. So it's a lot of things, brothers, is how we do things. So even with the technology again, um, and I'm going, I'm, I'm here, I'm going back to COVID. And so even with this thing, man, uh, okay, uh, going back to the VR, I've been seeing a lot of brothers again on the VR. And this is why we got it in this subject that, that, that it's a lot of brothers I've seen and sisters that's on there. And they talk about how, uh, by them using those virtual reality headsets and you know being able to do things on there, it helped them because I found that it's is is a, a lot of brothers and sisters I met on there. Not not everybody that was on there, but I met a few people on there that they're disabled. You know something happened. One brother said he had a heart condition. He can't work right now. 
There are several other, uh, another sister had a, a triple bypass surgery and stuff like that. She's an elder. And a lot of them, man, you know, they can't get out and do certain things they used to or whatever they at home a lot. And so they get on there and, you know, that headset and interact with people, go like, you know, the virtual clubs and comedy places and, you know, just, just interacting comedy show. There's a lot of different stuff. They be on that church service, all type of stuff on there. And they said it, that, that helped them out, you know, that helped them. So, yeah. So the technology is how you use it again. Uh, but going back to COVID, you know, just I know you were speaking about going saying against the COVID. That's why I said get rid of that goddamn conspiracy theory. I know you were listening to the other uh, chair that, brother? right Dr. here in the European Union. I forgot his name, Dr. Muhammad. One of them, I think, for the Nation of Islam, that brother that time. And it is a particularly. That, and not only him, but he was interesting. saying, look, stop this damn thing. He was saying at the time about COVID. This that is is not a uh, what is it? It's just a common flu or a common cold. There's no such thing as COVID and all of this stuff. Man, playing goddamn foolishness. That's why I said, man, I know the fucking difference between a flu, as we would say, a regular flu, than COVID, and everybody else who had it know the god. There's a goddamn difference. There's a fucking difference. I've had a flu. I know what the hell a flu was. And whatever this shit is, they calling COVID. That's some totally different motherfucking monster right here, man. I'm telling you. And and I still, even though I caught it, but sometime last year, I still can feel um, some remnants. I have the remnants of a lot of this shit still. Just lately, I was telling my wife earlier, I said, man, I still feel, I, I, you know, uh, having pro- problems still with my chest because that's where it sits in your chest and mess with your lungs. So I've been still having a lot, you know, some complications. But I want to play this video, man. This video out Location. on Twitter. And I want to play this right here and share this with y'all brothers and sisters. Check that. It's like 20-some minutes long. And this is what the guy So, But again, we say it's not real. I'm not... And I think I would say that, that, like, we know that these people created this fucking monster. Like, just saying there's a common cold. It ain't nothing out there. That's a bunch of bullshit. Now, we can say that these people created a problem, you know, and, and caused this shit to happen. But just to say, ain't no such thing as a COVID, I, I fucking disagree. Because like I said, I called it, I know my body, and a lot of other people call it, and they know today, the fucking difference. All right, let's get into it, brothers and sisters. Given that over a decade ago, I sat in this very chair right here in the European Union Parliament. And at that time, I warned the world of what was coming. Uh, During that conversation that was hosted at the time by the Green and EFA and a number of the other parties of the European Union's uh, various representations, we were having a conversation on whether Europe should adopt the United States policy of allowing for the patents on biologically derived materials. And at the time, I urged this body and I urged people around the world that the weaponization of nature against humanity had dire consequences. Tragically, I sit here today um, with that unfortunate line that I don't like to say, which I told you so. But the fact of the matter is we're here not for a reprisal on past decisions. We're here to actually once again come to the face of the human condition and ask the question, who do we want to be? 
what do we want humanity to look like? And rather than seeing this as an exercise in futility, which is very easy from time to time when you're in the position I'm in, I actually see this not as an exercise in futility. I see this as one of the greatest opportunities that faces us because we now have a public conversation, which is now front and center in people's minds. When this was an esoteric conversation about biological patents, nobody cared. But when that conversation came home, then it became something people can care about. So I'm actually quite grateful for this opportunity. I thank the members of parliament for hosting this. I thank all of the translators who I apologize in advance. I will use terminology that is probably very difficult to translate. So my apologies. And I'd also like to acknowledge the fact that many of you are aware of my involvement with this in large part due to the amazing work of my wonderful wife, Kim Martin, who encouraged me at the very early days of this pandemic to get on front of the camera and talk about all the information that I had been sharing among very small groups around the world. And it was in fact her encouragement that put me in a place where many of you have heard what I have to say. Ironically, the world that I came from that used to be very popular, my CNBC and Bloomberg presentations, which were televised on mainstream media around the world, was an audience that I lost. I, I can confidently say COVID diminished my fame. But I can also confidently say that I'd rather stand among the people with whom I'm standing today than any of the folks that were part of that previous world. So this is a much better place to be. My role today is to set the stage for this conversation in a historical context, because this did not come in the last three years. This did not come in the last five or six years. This actually is an ongoing question that probably began here in Europe in the early stages of the mid 1900s, but certainly by 1913, 1914, this conversation started right here in Central Europe. The pandemic that we alleged to have happen in the last few years also did not happen overnight. In fact, the very specific pandemic using coronavirus began in a very different time. And we'll try to advance the slides here with one of these things. Oh, there we go. Most of you don't know that coronavirus as a model of a pathogen was isolated in 1965. Coronavirus was identified in 1965 as one of the first infectious replicatable viral models that could be used to modify a series of other experiences of the human condition. It was isolated once upon a time associated with the common cold. But what's particularly interesting about its isolation in 1965 was that it was immediately identified as a pathogen that could be used and modified for a whole host of reasons. And you heard me correctly, that was 1965. And by the way, these slides are public domain. You're welcome to look at every single reference. Every comment that I made is based on published material. So do make sure that you look at those references. But in 1966, the very first COV coronavirus model was used as a transatlantic biological experiment in human manipulation. And you heard the date, 1966. I hope you're getting the point of what I'm saying. 
This is not an overnight thing. This is actually something that's been long in the making. A year before I was born, we had the first transatlantic coronavirus data sharing experiment between the United States and the United Kingdom. And in 1967, the year I was born, we did the first human trials on inoculating people with modified coronavirus. Isn't that amazing? 56 years ago, the overnight success of a pathogen that's been 56 years in engineering. And I want that to chill with all of you. Where were we when we actually allowed, in violation of biological and chemical weapons treaties, where were we as a human civilization when we thought it was an acceptable thing to do to take a pathogen for the United States and infect the world with it? Where was that conversation? And what should have been that conversation in 1967? That conversation wasn't had. Ironically, the common cold was turned into a chimera in the 1970s. And in 1975, 1976, and 1977, we started figuring out how to modify coronavirus by putting it into different animals, pigs and dogs. And not surprisingly, by the time we got to 1990, we found out that coronavirus as a infectious agent was an industrial problem for two primary industries, the industries of dogs and pigs. Dog breeders and pigs found that coronavirus created gastrointestinal problems, and that became the basis for Pfizer's first spike protein vaccine patent filed, are you ready for this, in 1990. What? Did you hear what I just said? 1990, Operation Warp Speed, I'm sorry, Where's the warp and the speed? Pfizer, 1990, the very first spike protein vaccine for coronavirus. Ain't nothing but the devil! Isn't that fascinating? Isn't it fascinating that we were, we were told that, well, the spike protein is a new thing. We just found out that that's the problem. No. As a matter of fact, we didn't just find out it was not just now, now the problem. We found that out in 1990 and filed the first patents on vaccines in 1990 for the spike protein of coronavirus. And who would have thought? Pfizer. Clearly the innocent organization that does nothing. Let me stop that for a second. Let me stop that. And y'all think about this. And you wonder, like I said, that's why people were saying, how in the hell that, that, that could you come up with a vaccine or, yeah, a vaccine so damn fast? No, you, you never have done it. How did you now come up with a vaccine so damn fast? All right. Look at it. He's, he, he's going to expose this whole damn lie about this shit. And, and again, it's like a saying, it's not just saying he ain't saying nothing about it didn't exist. It's just a goddamn common cold. He's showing you and breaking down how they created this goddamn monster. Promote human health. Clearly Pfizer, the organization that has not bought the votes in this chamber and in every chamber of every government around the world, not that Pfizer. Certainly they wouldn't have had anything to do with this. But oh, yes, they did. And in 1990, they found out that there was a problem with vaccines. They didn't work. You know why they didn't work? Uh-oh, uh-oh. He's exposing some things, y'all. Ain't nothing but the 
That's all it is, y'all. That's all this shit is. Mm-hmm. They made you go out and get it all, y'all. Yeah, you got to get the vax. You got to get the vax. Don't come around me if you ain't got the vax. Okay. <laughs> it turns out that coronavirus is a very malleable model. It transforms and it changes and it mutates over time. As a matter of fact, every publication on vaccines for coronavirus from 1990 until 2018 every single publication concluded that coronavirus escapes the vaccine impulse because it modifies and mutates too quickly for vaccines to be effective. And since 1990 to 2018, that is the published science, ladies and gentlemen. That's following the science. Following the science is their own indictment of their own programs that said it doesn't work. And there are thousands of publications to that effect, not a few hundred, and not paid for by pharmaceutical companies. These are publications that are independent scientific research that shows unequivocally, including efforts of the chimera modifications made by Ralph Berk in the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. All of them show vaccines do not work on coronavirus. That's the science. And that science has never been disputed. But then we had an interesting development in 2002. And this date is most important. Because in 2002, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, patented, and I quote, an infectious replication defective clone of coronavirus. Listen to those words, infectious replication defective. What does that phrase actually mean? For those of you not familiar with language, let me unpack it for you. Infectious replication defective means a weapon. It means something meant to target an individual, but not have collateral damage to other individuals. That's what infectious replication defective means. And that patent was filed in 2002 on work funded by NIAID's Anthony Fauci from 1999 to 2002. And that work patented at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, mysteriously preceded SARS 1.0 by a year. (gasps) Dave, are you suggesting that SARS 1.0 wasn't from a wet market in Wuhan? Are you suggesting it might have come from a laboratory? In the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill? No, I'm not suggesting it. I'm telling you that's the facts. We engineered SARS. SARS is not a naturally occurring phenomenon. The naturally occurring phenomenon is called the common cold. It's called influenza-like illness. It's called gastroenteritis. That's the naturally occurring coronavirus. SARS is the research developed by humans weaponizing a life system model to actually attack human beings. And they patented it in 2002. I hope you heard that, Justice. I hope you're paying attention to this. (laughs) And in 2003, giant surprise, the CDC filed the patent on coronavirus isolated from humans in violation, once again, of biological and chemical weapons treaties and laws that we have in the United States. And I'm very, very precise on this. 
the United States likes to talk about its rights and everything else and the rule of law and all the nonsense we like to talk about. But we don't ratify treaties about, I don't know, defending humans. We conspicuously avoid that. We actually have a great track record of advocating for human rights and then denying them when it comes to actually being part of the international community, which is a slightly problematic thing. But let's get something very clear. When the CDC in April of 2003 filed the patent on SARS coronavirus isolated from humans, what did they do? They downloaded a sequence from China and filed a patent on it in the United States. Any of you familiar with biological and chemical weapons treaties knows that's a violation. That's a crime. That's not an innocent oops. That's a crime. And the United States Patent Office went as far as to reject that patent application on two occasions until the CDC decided to bribe the Patent Office to override the patent examiner to ultimately issue the patent in 2007 on SARS coronavirus. But let's not let that get away from us because it turns out that the RT-PCR, which was the test that we allegedly were going to use to identify the risks associated with coronavirus, was actually identified as a bioterrorism threat by me in the European Union-sponsored events in 2002 and 2003, 20 years ago. That happened here in Brussels and across Europe. In 2005, this particular pathogen was specifically labeled as a bioterrorism and bioweapon platform technology. Described as such, that's not my terminology that I'm applying to it. It was actually described as a bioweapons platform technology in 2005. And from 2005 onwards, it was actually a biowarfare enabling agent, its official classification from 2005 forward. I don't know if that sounds like public health to you. Does it? Biological warfare enabling technology. That feels like not public health. That feels like not medicine. That feels like a weapon designed to take out humanity. That's what it feels like. And it feels like that because that's exactly what it is. We have been lured into believing that EcoHealth Alliance and DARPA and all of these organizations are what we should be pointing to. But we've been specifically requested to ignore the facts that over $10 billion have been funneled through black operations through the check of Anthony Fauci and a side-by-side -side ledger where NIAID has a balance sheet and next to it is a biodefense balance sheet equivalent dollar-for-dollar -dollar matching that no one in the media talks about. And it's been going on since 2005. Our gain-of-function moratorium the moratorium that was supposed to freeze any efforts to do gain-of-function research. Conveniently, in the fall of 2014, the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill received a letter from NIAID saying that while the gain-of-function moratorium on coronavirus in vivo should be suspended, because their grants had already been funded, they received an exemption. Did you hear what I just said? A biological weapons lab facility at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, received an exemption from the gain-of-function moratorium so that by 2016, we could publish the, the journal article that said, SARS coronavirus is poised for human emergence in 2016. And what, you might ask, Dave, 
Was the coronavirus poised for human emergence? It was WIV1. Wuhan Institute of Virology Virus 1. Poised for human emergence in 2016 at the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, such that by the time we get to 2017 and 2018, the following phrase entered into common parlance among the community. There is going to be an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen. What? The operative word, obviously, in that phrase, the word release. Does that sound like leak? Does that sound like a bat and a pangolin went into a bar in the Wuhan market and hung out and had sex and, and lo and behold, we got SARS-CoV-2? No. Accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen was the terminology used and four times in April of 2019, seven months before the allegation of patient number one, four patent applications applications of Moderna were modified. Let me stop it for a second. Let me stop it for a second. This, and, and this is why, again, this is why, we, again, we say justice. I got to I gotta keep picking on justice. We're saying, well, this is nothing but a common cold. It's a goddamn common lie. We, that's why I told you, bro, I've had a flu before. I had common colds. I know what the hell they are. This, again, this would like he said it deals with your respiratory. It notice everybody will talk about their chest, their chest. They had breathing problems. It's, it attack your respiratory, your breathing, your lungs. I know because I still feel, I say, remnants of this shit still to modified this very to day. include the term accidental right. or intentional let's, release. Uh oh, let's keep it going. Of a respiratory pathogen as the justification for making a vaccine for a thing that did not exist. Keep going. If you have not done so, please make sure that you make reference in every investigation to the premeditation nature of this, because it was in September of 2019 that the world was informed that we were going to have an accidental or intentional release of a respiratory pathogen so that by September 2020, there would be a worldwide acceptance of a universal vaccine template. That's their words right in front of you on the screen. The intent was to get the world to accept a universal vaccine template, and the intent was to use coronavirus to get there. And the last slide. This isn't advancing, so if I could have somebody advance. Let's let's read this because we have to read this into the record everywhere I go. Until an infectious disease crisis is very real, present and at the emergency threshold that is often largely ignored to sustain the funding base beyond the crisis, he said, we need to increase the public understanding for the need for medical countermeasures such as a pan influenza or a pan coronavirus vaccine. A key driver is the media and the economics will follow the hype. We need to use that hype to our advantage to get to the real issues. Investors will respond if they see profit at the end of the process. Sounds like public health. Sounds like the best of humanity. No, ladies and gentlemen, this was premeditated domestic terrorism stated at the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in 2015, published in front of them. This is an 
This is an act of biological and chemical warfare perpetrated on the human race, and it was admitted to in writing that this was a financial heist and a financial fraud. Investors will follow if they see profit at the end of the process. Let me conclude by making five very brief recommendations. The last slide. Nature was hijacked. This whole story started in 1965 when we decided to hijack a natural model and decide to start manipulating it. Science was hijacked when the only questions that could be asked were questions authorized under the patent protection of the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, and their equivalent organizations around the world. We didn't have independent science. We had hijacked science. And unfortunately, there was no moral oversight in violation of all of the codes that we stand for. There was no independent, financially disinterested, independent review board ever impaneled around coronavirus, not once. Not once. Not since 1965. We do not have a single independent IRB ever impaneled around coronavirus. So morality was suspended for medical countermeasures. And ultimately, humanity was lost because we decided to allow it to happen. Our job today is to say no more gain-of-function research, period. No more weaponization of nature, period. And most importantly, no more corporate patronage of science for their own self-interest unless they assume 100% product liability for every injury and every death that they maintain. Thank you very much. All right, all right, all right. Yes, sir. He did the, he did the knowledge on that. He presented some very informative information, brothers and sisters. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? Y'all think he brought the information? <laughs> Some thought-provoking information? Yes, he did. I think so. I think so. I would say so. Yes, sir, brothers and sisters. I just want to come in here and just share us a little something with y'all tonight, brothers and sisters. Not going to be in here long. Getting ready to exit the building. Yes, sir. Get ready to exit the building. Uh, and I tell y'all, brothers and sisters, be, 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 be safe out here. We'll try to be safe. Be mindful of your environment. Watch yourself, man, out here, brothers and sisters. It is crazy as... Hell out here, y'all. It is crazy as hell out here. Let me see. I got one more video I want to play. One little snippet. Let me put my. Um, it's crazy out here, man. I'm telling y'all, it is. It is super dangerous. It is super dangerous, especially I. I, I gotta say it, y'all. In a hood USA, <laughs> you know the war zone is basically not in Iraq, not in Afghanistan, and places that they. They, they, it is, y'all. They're war zones, but I'm I'm just talking about. I remember somebody, it was a video somewhere I had, and they was talking about. um, Let me, let me, let me shut my office door one second. Give me one second. I'll tell you, I will tell you what. Let me play this video here. And while I shut my There's a lot of us out here, people that look like me, that see exactly what you're doing. And I'm talking about the mainstream media, I'm talking about liberals. We know exactly what you're doing. 89% 89% of black people are killed by black people. 7% are killed by white people. What percentage of that 7% are cops that kill unarmed blacks? Less than 1%. They don't want you to know that. You know why? Because they want you to focus on the less than 1% instead of focusing on the 89. 
and they're tricking you and they want you to believe that they're on your side, but they're not. They want you to focus on white folks instead of focusing on yourselves. You're being tricked, you're being fooled, you're falling for it. But there are a lot of us out here of all colors, we're not falling for it anymore. Don't get it twisted. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yes, sir. I just had to play that one right fast. Yeah, man. I tell y'all, the media, as they did with every, if they do with everything, man, they're always tricking the people, misinforming the people, how the people arguing and all type of shit about every damn thing. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, disingenuine to the core. Disingenuine to the core. I got one more. Let's see. I got. I, don't know, I always say one more, y'all. I just be saving some videos. Let me see here. Let me play this one by Officer Tatum. Let me see here. Black Lives Matter, y'all. Y'all, Black Lives Matter been getting exposed like a mother sucker. Black Lives Matter done for anybody, let alone black folks. What is they? What have they done? Have the condition of black people, according to them, have they gotten any better? No. Have the wealth of black people gotten any better since Black Lives Matter? No. You go down and name it. Black Lives Matter was nothing but a money grab. Billions of dollars given to that nonprofit organization. How many? dollars you think went to George Floyd's family? Zero. How many dollars went to Ahmaud Arbery's family? Zero. I go down a list. They didn't give money to hardly any of these families. None. Zero. What did Patrice Cullors do with that money? She went and bought her a mansion. A few of them. Where'd she buy that? She buy it in the inner cities? No, she bought it where, where none but white people. But they supposed to be about black lives. These people are frauds and they defrauded America. They burned down buildings, caused all this chaos, and in my opinion, based on all the things that I've seen, have had no results but division and hatred and chaos. Do Black Lives Matter? Yeah, of course, of course they do. I don't know a single person that say, Black people don't matter. Everybody matters. Everybody matters, not just Black people. Everybody have struggles, not just Black people. <laughs> Yes, sir. That's Officer Tatum. Officer Tatum, man. Talk about Black Lives Matter. And for a matter of fact, as we talk about Black Lives Matter, you know, you know, right here on Culture Freedom Radio Network, we've never been, goddammit, a, a Black Lives Matter fans right here on Culture Freedom Radio. Hell no. We ain't never been a fan of them. Um, have y'all heard that they've been, they basically been, uh, been seeking going bankrupt Black Lives Matter? Yeah, the gig is up, man. That's why. The gig is up on their ass. They fool the shit out of a lot of people. But the gig is up on a lot of this stuff, man. Some people are waking up, you know. Some of our people are, are, are slowly waking up. A lot of them have wake or woke up. Or as they say, woke, have woke up. <laughs> and uh, they realize the bullshit, man. Like, like, like Brother Malcolm said, man. Yeah. Oh, I see it. I see it again. You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us spread. Run on up. This is what he does. Yes, sir. That's why I always played it right there. I didn't play it earlier, but I play it now. What Malcolm was, was saying, man. Now, people have been bamboozled and hoodwinked and all of that shit, man. Because, again, this is why I, I, I tell y'all, brothers and sisters, see, this is how they can play us, as I utilize this word, without blackness. This is how they play us, man, without blackness, with your uh, ethnicity, 
and they play with us as a so-called black people here in America, primarily because of um, what we have went through here in America, as such as chattel slavery in America, right? And this is how they continual, continuously keep uh, using um, our trauma, I like to say our trauma, to keep on keeping us, and uh, as people want to say, we in bondage, but they, if they are keeping you in bondage with this stuff, with the, you know, what happened to you in the past, they you just what they're trying to do, keep you traumatized, keep you victimized. And to you shake off that and realize, okay, well, I am like, I am not my past. I understand my past, but I am not my past. And I will not allow anybody to make me a victim. Again, let me say it again. I will not allow anybody to make me a victim. You can't take what happened to me or my ancestors in the past and make me today, 2020, what the hell is this year, y'all? 2023, shit, I'll be forgetting what year it is. I don't even keep up with dates, really, honestly. 23, and still make me feel like I'm a victim to this very fucking day. Because some things in my, what because I see what you keep pushing and keep promoting and promoting and promoting, but what I actually see for my own selves contradict what you are trying to tell me. I can see for my damn selves. Even though I wear glasses, y'all, I still can see for my damn self. I don't, I get tired of people trying to promote something to us. Like, especially these so-called black leaders and so forth, constantly promoting stuff to us. But like I said, again, ask Al Sharpton, ask Al Sharpton when the last time he have been discriminated against. When the last time he been discriminated because he 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 kicked it with Ben Crump. Uh, I like to know what what kind of a lawsuit do he have against anybody right now for discrimination? I like to know what what lawsuit he got with anybody. Who who he, who? What white person or whatever? What company is he suing personally right now for discrimination or racism or racist practices? Hmm? I like to know. All of them, you know, all of them race hustlers. That's what they are right now. They race hustlers. That's exactly what they are, as people say, race hustlers. So I would like to know, who are they suing right now for discriminations or, or any kind of racist pra- racial, racial practice against them right now in this day and time? I would like to know. Hmm? Let's see. He knows exactly how to bait black people because they use things like racism. Can I give an example? The other day, Michelle Obama went on TV. She gave a whole speech, talked about how Trump was this and Trump was that. And at the very end of what she said, she made sure to say, and yes, it is racist. You know why? Because the minute you call anything racist or you add race into it, black people get emotional and they come out. Kamala did the same thing because they know how to bait black people in. The problem is black people are stuck looking at CNN and the rest of that stuff. And here, here's my thing, and I've told black people this before, who are Democrats. I don't try to convince Democrats to be Republican. What I try to convince them to do is know your history and read a little bit. Do your research. You, if you still want to vote Democrat, do what you do. But being informed 
being an educated and an informed voter. Most Democrats can't tell you why they're Democrats. They just hate Donald Trump. They can't even tell you what Biden did in 47 years, but they're going to vote for him. knows exactly how to... Ban- yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hold on one second, man. One second. Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. I had to let my dog out of my office. Yeah, she was on security. She was on she was on the uh, security detail. But uh yeah, and 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 that's damn true, you know. Um that's what last week, something like that. We was at work, and somehow we got on a political conversation on our radio, CB radios and stuff at work. And um somebody was one of the guys was talking about something about uh, I don't know. He's saying something about Trump again. Let me just throw this. Oh, shit. I got a good question, too. Uh, yeah, so I said I was going to get out of here, y'all, but I thought about some stuff to talk about. And, um, and, and he brought up the thing about if anybody vote for, people got to be crazy to vote for Donald Trump because he's talking about, he was mostly talking about his personality, his, his, his personality, not policies. See, you, you you can't get the peas mixed up. You can't get the peas confused. And see, that's what a lot of people were doing. You're voting for the wrong P. Let me, y'all hear what I said? A P, the P, the letter P. What I mean, the wrong P is. So you're looking at a person. If you're looking at and going against this person' personality, you voting for the wrong fucking thing in the first place. You wrote for the wrong fucking thing in the first place. You're supposed to be looking at the policies. Hmm? That's what you mean. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm using this P word. You voting for the wrong P. You're looking at the wrong P. You're looking at the personality instead of the policy. And when he was coming, oh, well, you know, he what you know, he was talking about his personality and things that he say and things that he have, you know, how he act. So I, mean, I don't give a damn about that. I'm looking at the goddamn economy. I'm looking at these taxes. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at other things that's happening. Like we're talking about immigration right now. That's what we, that's what, see, that's what I'm looking at. Policies. I don't give a damn about a person, uh, personality. It's how they would run a business. We, a lot of us work for a, a, a probably supervisors or owner of a company, probably got a messed up ass personality, probably personality, badass, stinking ass attitude. Right? I don't give a damn about that. Look, long as you long lives here, if you're not really coming at me sideways, bothering me, yeah, when you paying me and you paying me, uh, 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 you know, decent salary, you don't come to me with that foolish ass shit saying nothing to me crazy and sideways, we good, right? You can have an attitude with any goddamn body as long as you don't get out of line with me saying no crazy shit, but I know how to quit the fucking job. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn. Y'all paying me well. You, you know, you, you come with all that crazy shit. Hey, I'm out of there. But, you know, but <laughs> so a lot of people, we work for people who have messed up attitudes and 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 messed up personalities and shit, right? But we still work for the companies. So, um, so when I got to just going in on that, I, you know, he, he was studying on, but I, you know, I was like, what, you know, he don't say nothing about Biden. But he was the point was a bit and 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 did he really doubted so much saying about Trump and but it's about who you're going to vote for. What put it's basically about the party. They they are the faces of the parties, right? 
And so my thing is like I, we were saying too, is where I was, we were trying to explain, and then some more brothers got in on involved in that conversation. And it's like we were saying too, is that uh, we see the reason that some countries don't like America because of their policies, you know? And number one, I brought up to him, I said, well, you look at some of these countries, they were having a conversation that America, while uh, certain comp- countries are talking about and, and, and dealing with even with Africa about um, the economy, how to make Africa, even Africa better uh, economical wise and even strong and, and military wise. America is going around trying to push LGBT rights and bullshit on, on, on these other like African nations. And I was telling him that, that, you know, like you've seen Kamala Harris went over to Africa, Tanzania and places like that, uh, uh, getting on them talking about human rights violation for LGBT rights. I said, man, and they want to, and, and talking about, they want to put sanctions on the people, starve the people and shit because of talking about some damn LGBT rights. I said, see, that's the shit I'm talking about. That's the shit I'm talking about, that these Democrats are pushing, even to other nations. I said, so if that's what you want, that's what you, that's the kind of government that you fucking want. Not dealing with the economy, getting, you know, uh, uh, stop us from paying all these high-ass fucking taxes. Like people was talking about Trump, about him not paying taxes. I goddamn it, listen, y'all crazy as hell. I, I, I'm just like Trump. If I could, if I couldn't pay, these, if I could find a way not to pay all these high-ass taxes, I would too. I know I don't have the money like he did, but hell, just just the money that I do have. I don't want to be getting all my money to goddamn it, these high-ass taxes. Shit. I, I I wouldn't pay the motherfucker either if I if I knew the tax code and I knew the the loopholes and shit, right? Because you know the Moors, the, remember y'all remember the Moors used to say that a lot of this uh this tax stuff was uh what they say I forgot was not uh, uh legal in the first place. I forgot how they say it. It's not legal in the first place. Let's see something right there. I voted to close. I think one of the loopholes he took advantage of when he claimed a billion dollar uh, loss that enabled him to avoid paying taxes. Did you use that $916 million loss to avoid paying personal federal income taxes? Of course I do. Of course I do. And so do all of her donors or most of her donors. I know many of her donors. I absolutely used it. And so did Warren Buffett. And so did George Soros. And so did many of the other people that Hillary is uh, getting money from. Now, she complains that Donald Trump took advantage of the tax cut. Well, why didn't she change it? Why didn't you change it when you were sending it? The reason you didn't is that all your friends take the same advantage that I do. And I do. You have provisions in the tax code that, frankly, we could change. But you wouldn't change it because all of these people give you the money. I voted to close. Mm. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. SEC, this y'all again. Y'all hear me keep talking about Trump, but it's, it's, it's not about him personally. I, I'm, it's personally, but it's what he's saying out of his mouth is what I'm looking at. See, he just he's just a spokesmodel for speaking these truths that they don't want to be uh, told to the public. That's why I'm listening. I, I mean, it, like I said, y'all got forget all that personality bullshit about him. I'm listening to what he's saying and listen to what he said. Listen to what he just, what he was telling her. Listen to what he was saying. There's provisions in the tax code that allow these things, these like these loopholes and shit. 
They always talk about the wealthy, the wealthy, the wealthy. All of these people, like I said again, who talk about capitalism and shit, they want to get, get rid of capitalism. I bet you they ain't going to give up their fucking money. They got money right now. All of these big shots and all of these billionaires and shit, you know, who want to push all of this bullshit. I bet George Soros ain't giving up his fucking money. I bet he ain't gonna give up. He ain't gonna give up the millions or probably be the half of much money he got. He ain't gonna give all that shit away and say, "Well, you know, look, I, 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 I'm gonna be equal, just like you know the people in the projects. Give me some food stamp too, you know. Give me welfare too. I'm gonna give up all my millions, and all my billions. I want to be. We're gonna live." Uh, make this thing righteous, just like we're gonna keep it even, Stephen. Hell no. He ain't doing that. He's not going to do that. So yes, sir, brothers and sisters, you know, we gotta we gotta wake up, pay attention to this bullshit that they're doing, man. Um I'm trying to see that I have anything else in here that I want to play before I get out of here. Yeah, and like I said, man, this is what Amer- America's on some other bullshit, man, right now. Well, these I'm gonna say that's what he's Democrats. And that's what he's saying, man. We all vote for them, man. Y'all gotta be crazy. You gotta be crazy. Hmm? You gotta be crazy. Well, I guess if I'm gonna vote for the Democrats, I this is the type of we shit do, I wanna be voting for if I vote for we the We do not need to be teaching this radical LGBT grooming agenda in schools. It's one thing if parents wanna do that on their own time, that is a parent's right to do that with some exceptions, of course. But to bring this in and bake this into a public school curriculum is wrong. And meanwhile, Chinese students are learning quantum physics and we've got our students learning how to twerk from drag queens. It's not going to end well. This is grooming. This is is ideological mind control. It's introducing this to a group of individuals, especially to young kids who have no business learning any of this sexually explicit material. This is not about being anti-gay or as they incorrectly labeled Rhonda Sanders' bill, don't say gay. This is about keeping this out of the classroom because it does not belong there. This is a grooming agenda. It is extreme. It is explicit. It does not belong in front of young children at their school. They should be learning reading, writing, and arithmetic, not this filth. We do not need to be teaching this rap. All right, all right, all right. And y'all know what? We did a show on this. Don't you know we still have so-called black people still talking and saying this dumb shit that they're trying to hide black history? They're trying to stop us from teaching black history? Now, again, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, y'all. I'm going to say this. Quit trying to, because if they're not going to put it in school, you know, you saying they're not going to try to put it in school. The hell with them putting it in the motherfucking schools. You learn it and you teach your own children. You teach your own children. Quit worrying about the school system trying to teach your children when you should be trying to teach your children in the fucking first place. That's that's my whole, that's one thing right there. Protesting and getting mad and shit, you know, marching and the guy want to sue and shit because they don't want to teach it in school. Well, if you know it, why don't you teach it at home anyway? Or get together, open some of these damn, uh, uh, what you call these damn things, y'all, community centers or something like that. Uh, uh, hell, get some of these churches and utilize these damn churches for other than the, than the stuff they utilize, trying to use it for anywhere. Yeah, right. And um have some classes where y'all teach it in the and we teach it in the black community. We ain't begging no goddamn schools to, to, to teach this bullshit. And we see what they're trying to teach in the school system. And again, this is the problem in the first place where 
again, this mind controlling bullshit that's going on. Nobody is, they're not trying to stop you. Like, what are you talking about? I'm going to use Florida, for example. Uh, when DeSantis, what I can't pronounce his damn name, Ron DeSantis, or however they pronounce his name, um, was not trying to block that. Notice what they said. I have the curricula on my damn computer from the extra, you know, the, the African American studies thing. I have the damn thing on my computer. I downloaded it from their website. They changed it now and edited it now, but it was talking about queer theory, feminism, and shit. It was. So this is what they do not want to be taught in school. See y'all being tricked again and played one more fucking time because, again, what they trying to tell you, somebody's trying to oppress you. Somebody's trying to stop you from teaching your black history, which is far from the fucking truth. You ain't getting your black history any goddamn way. They're not teaching you your black goddamn black history anyway. Number one, if I be honest about it. But no, there's not. They are not. They're trying to stop them, including this this BS bullshit under the disguise of black history. That's what's being um, banned or being, uh, as they might say, hindered from being taught. But you listen to these ignorant ass souls out of these black people, even they so some of people we we love to hear and uh, some of these leaders because they're pushing this agenda as well. They make because they make money off of your uh, uh, victimhood. They make money off of you being like a victim and saying, you know, we are being oppressed. The white man is doing this. They they make money off of they wouldn't they wouldn't be the so-called leaders of the community and even the activism type of shit if they didn't have you still believing that the the clan is coming to ride down your neighborhood with the white horses i mean damn with the white rose on uh and 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 burn a cross in your fucking yard not that the british is coming the british is coming but the clan is coming the clan is coming aka the democratic party they are already there and they burning you up with their fucking policies look at look at look at all of these cities that's ran by democrats the Klan is already in effect. That's why you, but they're not burning you down. They're not burning you and bringing, dragging you out of the house and killing you. They have brainwashed you. Well, I can't say brainwashed. I said, like Dr. York said, brainwashing is a good thing because you need someone that feel washed out of your fucking mind. So brainwashed, even with that, y'all, that is a good thing, right? So, but they have uh, put filth in your mind. That's what I say. They have perverted your mind and put filth in your mind to make you think that they're working on behalf of you. They care about you. But look how you are being, you, our brothers and sisters out here slaughtering each other and killing each other, man. Bullshit. And I'm going to share a, a story. I wasn't going to bring this up, but since I'm talking about violence, y'all know I always talk about the violence and things that happen in our community. My 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 wife nephew, you know, he he lived with us. Came home. It was last Saturday night. Came home last Saturday night about twelve. Just pulled up in front of the house. He was sitting in the car for a minute. A white SUV pulled up. First, we heard one shot, and it sounded like it was in the back of our house in a field area. We we all heard one shot, and then we heard 
man, the boom, 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 boom. It was like, man, it's just going off. Man, like, God dang, like, God dang. I told my wife, get down, get down, get down. So she, you know, she dug down. I said, get away from the windows, you know. She dug down outside of the bed to get away from the windows. And it sounded like the shots was coming from next door. I thought, we thought they were shooting up the neighbor's house next door. We was like, God damn, them folks don't shot up them folks' house. Because that's where it was coming from. The shots was right in front of their house. Um, you know, because we know our neighbor, he's involved and, you know, I ain't gonna go in too deep, but yeah, so that's what we thought. But after those shots, maybe 10, five to 10 minutes later, my wife, nephew were calling her and she was like, what's going on? And actually that was him. They were shooting. They shot up his car right in front of our house. He was sitting out in the car and like he said, a white SUV passed by two times, circle, circle, two times. Then they came back the third time. They kind of parked with some distance, distance off from the house. And they they pull up when the third time they pull up, they they hit their high beams. And he said he could see them in the mirror, had ski masks on, and man, it just opened fire on them. Now, and he, you know, he sped and he actually started to cough and he sped off and trying to get away and he drove some far away. They were still chasing him, shooting. And he actually, you know, totaled his car out. And, um, yeah, ran, he got away, you know, and totaled his car out. His tow it jumped out. He actually had jumped out the motherfucker. It, didn't, it kept rolling and tore it up. But anyway, so they, we, he, when he was talking to my wife, and said he was, you know, he didn't know what they were still out. He was hiding behind somebody's house. He called me, and I jumped in the car and took out trying to go find him. But the point is, you know, my wife, you thought, well, maybe, damn, who, you know, she, she was thinking that maybe he got into it with somebody, but it, that's what, the, that wasn't the case. Because we found out, as I was talking to my neighbor, the next day, somebody shot at her son that uh, following week, that following week, they said he was outside, somebody passed by once, and they just opened fire on him, Right. And so, like I said, that happened last Saturday with my wife and nephew in front, right in front of our house. And uh, I want to say Tuesday, Tuesday night, we heard some, I don't know what time, it was like shit, I don't know, one or something in the morning. Man, we heard it again. Boom, 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 man. It was like, dang, it was like, God, what the hell? Uh, my dogs got to going crazy and shit because they was hearing him. I'm like, ah, damn, there they go. Somebody shooting again. Now, my nephew was gone this time. He left. He wasn't here. He, you know, he left one out of town, you know, to get himself back together because shit, man. He was blessed because all the bullets that they shot when they shot at him was on the passenger side. So are we thinking that they was actually probably mistaking him, um, his car or whatever for with the neighbor or something, man. Cause it was, it was a good, like I said, I tell people it was a blessing. And then it was like, damn, it was odd. Why, why they, why were they targeting the, the passenger side? Cause it was looked like, cause when they drove by, they could have easily, if they wanted him So when they drove by, could have just pulled up on him and shot, <clears throat> shot him. But it was that they were targeting the passenger side. That's why we think it maybe it was the guy next door. They was actually, targeting they thought he probably you know was in the car i don't know <clears throat> but anyway uh, like i said the tuesday following that situation my nephew they killed the young brother around the corner 
Um, somebody said they, they shot up, man, they shot up. It was like 20 rounds. I don't know how many times he got hit, but shot him and killed him. Uh, man, it's just crazy, man. Then after that, hell, uh, not too long, uh, right down in another area in my neighborhood, he killed another brother. So, <clears throat> just like the video I played earlier when the brother was saying, let me find that video again. They keep us looking at somebody else when all of this shit that we're doing to ourselves. Let's, there you go. Let's play it one more time, brothers. There's a lot of us out here. Don't get it twisted. There's a lot of us out here, people that look like me, that see exactly what you're doing. And I'm talking about the mainstream media. I'm talking about liberals. We know exactly what you're doing. 89% of black people are killed by black people. 7% are killed by white people. What percentage of that 7% are cops that kill unarmed blacks? Less than 1%. They don't want you to know that. You know why? Because they want you to focus on the less than 1% instead of focusing on the 89. And they're tricking you, and they want you to believe that they're on your side, but they're not. They want you to focus on white folks instead of focusing on yourselves. You're being tricked. You're being fooled. You're falling for it. But there are a lot of us out here of all colors. We're not falling for it anymore. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. So he's right. <clears throat> As we look at this city, man, and the crime rate, just while I'm at in Memphis, but primarily all of these democratically fucking ran cities. Pitiful, man. And just look where we reside. The democratic cities, well, actually, we reside, brothers and sisters. It is pitiful. It's pitiful in how we're killing each other and slaughtering each other. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck because they're going to keep on telling black people there's a race problem. We have a race problem. The white man is out to get you, but we look at this shit and how we're killing each other. We're not, well, we're not sharing that. We're not focused on that. Well, see, that's a, that's a deflection, brother. That's a deflection, man. There ain't how's that a goddamn deflection when when we're doing it to each other, man, what we're doing to each other. How is that a goddamn deflection when we're trying to talk about how we're killing each other? Hmm? When we're slaughtering and massacring each other. And that's a deflection from us, but not to sell. We, see, we can't talk about our own fucking problems. We can't talk about how to clean up our own house. We got to talk about going over there trying to clean up somebody else's stuff. When our shit is torn down and dilapidated. You don't, you don't, you don't, you're not supposed to talk about that. You're not supposed to bring that up. Like even Elijah Muhammad said, do for self. Well, hell, you got to do it for self. I mean, you got to even clean up yourself. Get yourself in order. Hmm? That's what we got to do. That's what we have to do. But, but the media, again... And some of these black leaders, again, they are having our people focus on some bullshit that's, you know, it's not, like I said, priority. Like Africa, when they, again, we go back to talk about the LGBT, when those African leaders, presidents and things were saying that uh, we don't have a human rights issue with, with LGBT. We don't even think about that shit, really. We don't have an issue. We talk about trying to get our economy right. We're trying to get other things right here. We don't have an issue with that. You know, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't focus on that. 
We're not even focused on nothing like that. So like I said, I'm I'm around here every day amongst so-called black people in America, African-Americans, whatever term we like to be used, what we like to use to identify ourselves. And, it, and, and I tell y'all, man, it is, um, and it's basically, man, since that even happened to my nephew, it's like, man, I've been around here on cold orange, you know, like the cold red, cold orange or whatever, right? Been on high alert since that shit happened because it's constantly happening. Like I said, my neighbor, my neighbor a week before found out. I didn't even hear those shots though, but that's what they said. I see that his windows was not uh, uh, shot out of his car, and they window on their door, storm door was shot out. Um, and so then after that, my my wife nephew, then around the corner the guy got shot, and it's like been shooting. Every fucking day, man, somebody get so it's like right here, man. We on, I'm in cold red, man. I you know, it's like if you go out of your house, damn near I'm gonna tell you how it's like it is. You damn near gotta go out of your house and and, and have your shit in your hand already cocked. <laughs> that's how that's how it is. Like high alert, have your shit already cocked in your hand when you go out to empty empty the trash, go to the mailbox and um you see cars, a car pass by, you man, you watching scene or trying to see who it is. Me and my neighbor will be doing it. Like me and one, one of another, we'd be standing out, we'd be talking. He's a, a um older guy about my age, maybe. Yeah, probably younger, maybe. And we'd be sitting in the car just sitting somewhere, like, hey man, who, who what that car doing sitting up there? Who was it up there? He said, I don't know. Man, we might stand there for a minute and we go in the house. He's like, man, I'm gonna keep on watching. I said, Yeah, me too. And shit, we'll be looking out for that motherfucker like my ain't shit. That motherfucker just sitting there. I ain't never seen that car before. And we'll be watching that motherfucker till it leave. He'll be probably watching out. I'm watching out. Shit, they would call each other, man. Hey, man, you see him? He pulled off now. Like, yeah, I see. I'm watching. I'm still looking. Because, man, this shit is crazy around here, bro. Like I said, even behind our house, he was telling me that it was some young guy. Like, they was back there. They was, they was shooting in a field. Like, it's because there's a field right behind my house. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be a park, but it's just a field and there's a store right there that everybody go to this store. And he said it was a young guy. He said he saw him walking. He looked like they about um he said, man, like they look like they probably about 12, 13 years old. So he was back there shooting one night. And they said he was telling his mama, get out, because he got an elderly mama. She has dementia. He's like, get out, mama, get out, get out. And uh he said, so one night they did it, they did it twice. And he said, one day he's like, he said, you usually don't look out look out that fast after somebody shooting. He said, this is how you like to decide to get up and look. And he saw them walking through the little pathway. Uh, he said, oh, after they had shot, he finally looked out and he saw them. So, yeah, man, I'm not um, on alert for no fucking clan, no skinheads. I'm really not around white people like that. You know, I might just said policies I might have to look out for, but far as being, as I would say, endangered, being in high alert of being in danger, me being in so-called this black community, and I hate to say it, it maybe sound like I'm talking talking against us as black people. I'm not. I'm not talking against us, goddammit. I'm just trying to tell the fucking truth about what's going on. I am, man, we, I am more right now on edge uh, by being staying in the area that I'm in. 
because of all of this shit going on. I don't know, you know, when, like I said, my nephew, like I said, he just was sitting in the car on the phone and became a victim just sitting out there. So, you know, you don't know, man. You don't know. It's like, this is, we living in some fucking real, excuse me, like terrible times, scary times. I, I don't know. It's messed up, brothers and sisters. And I, and the way things are going, it's like it's going to get fucking worse. And damn, that's a hell of a thing to say. And it's already bad, like it is. But it seems like it's going to get worse as time progresses and goes on. At this state, in the way we are now, unless we. Some miraculous way we wake up and we have a change of heart or have a change of mind. And this thing is going to continue to be like it is. It's going to get worse. It's going to tragically get worse. It is bad, man. It is terrible. It is terrible. And, um, all right, brothers and sisters, I got to go, man, uh, you know. But, yeah, so um, blog talk. No more shows after this one here will be loaded up or uh, hosted on blog talk radio. But everything still will be, as uh, far as me hosted, will still go on. We'll still proceed. It just will not be any more live shows or anything on blog talk after this one. Yeah. After this particular broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, everything still, you can still find the update shows. Uh, I mean, shows on all the major podcasting sites iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, the Apple Podcasting Store. Uh, let's see, which one else we got, y'all, here that I mentioned. Yeah. You sh- Amazon, I don't know, they're tripping. Like I said, they're still trying to work out. But you should go and check it out. If you listen to it, you probably have to go on your computer to listen to it. The mobile app right now, the, on the mobile app, I don't know. Somehow we hadn't been playing. On my end, it hadn't, so I don't know. Uh, Pandora, yes, sir, Pandora. Check it out right there, Culture Freedom Radio Network on Pandora. And peace to Pandora listeners out there, man. Y'all, y'all. that's where the most listeners are coming from, Pandora. I appreciate y'all, man. Uh, on Pandora, yeah, I had been old. I had been a long time uh, listener to different shows and stuff like that, especially the comedy section on Pandora for a long time. So now, you know, it's it's really good now that I can I can see. That's why I like this podcasting thing. How it has blown up. That um, and I, that's why I like to type to do these type of podcasting right here, and mostly instead of YouTube. YouTube is good, but I love this here because you can get your stuff mostly distributed distributed in a lot of different ways uh, more than you can YouTube. YouTube is a great platform, you know, for doing videos. That's why I mostly do, uh, like I said, the Tabernacle. And I actually hadn't been doing the Tabernacle on TalkShoe anymore. I just been doing the YouTube video for Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. Uh, y'all want to anybody want to check that out? Come and check it out, man. I've been been going, <laughs> been going got a heart lately on uh, on the Tabernacle, brothers and sisters. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so you know, going going into some things. I'm not. I'm not. I'm be honest. I'm not your average 
I, 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 one of them, them, them preachers was going to get on there and, and tell you some high and by in this guy lie or trying to make you believe that uh, somebody's coming back to save you. If you're looking for a teacher like that, you, you got the wrong. Don't come to the tabernacles. I'm not going to teach you. Somebody is going to come back and save you. You're going to have to save your damn self. Because here again, even when I studied the, the Torah, and even he talked about the story about Moses. Y'all, you know, I ain't saying y'all gotta believe it. But when you even look at that story, we talk about Moses and the children of Israel and things, right? What did it say is what did it really was saying? What is the what is the the core of that story? I know we talk about the Passover, forget all about that. We're talking about that. The storyline goes that that is the, the most high told Moses. He didn't say that I'm gonna come down there, Moses, I'm going to save the people. He said, Moses. He sent Moses a man. He sent him and uh, and guided him to go get the people, right? And not nobody coming down. And then the person said, well, I'll be down there, Moses. I'm going to come save y'all. I'm going to come get y'all. Now, so all of this Stephen thing, now, you know, I understand we got people maybe listening to the show who's Christian. But I'm just saying, y'all, I don't subscribe to that. And Torah, old, y'all call Old Testament, don't either. And that's what I've been going back and forward on some brothers and brothers on, on the tabernacle about that. But anyway, uh, we want this, this whole situation. We're going to have to fix these things. I will say our brothers and sisters, our conditions and everything that's happening in our community. These are things we're going to have to fix ourselves. Mm -hmm. These are our children. These are, uh, there's just out here, our nephews and, and, and nieces and little cousins and whatever, right? These are our young ones that's out here and old ones out here too you got some old ass fools out here doing some shit too i ain't gonna lie they out here we can't we're gonna leave them out we ain't gonna blame everything on the young generation we got some old heads out here acting a damn fool themselves so we're gonna have to fix this thing we're gonna have to work it out y'all what do you say man brothers are gonna have to work it out willie hutch brothers are gonna have to show enough work this thing out and get this thing Fix, brother. So, just so, all right, y'all. Uh, this is brother Ariel Israel, also known to you as brother Sunbreak Nine, right here for Culture Freedom Radio Network. I am getting up out of here. I'm getting up out of here. Those of you, uh, veterans out there who've been in the United States military, or even veterans on the street trying to uh, get out there, uh, street fighters, liberation freedom fighters, and trying to help liberate the minds of our people. Salute out to you, man, uh, the veterans out there for Memorial Day which will be on tomorrow. Salute to you out there. So thank you all for tuning in right here again to Culture Freedom Radio Network. If you can, my brothers and sisters right there, uh, you can share the shows as well. Share the shows as well. And um, hey, man, you know, get the message out as much as we can. Because like I said, again, it is not about me, brothers and sisters. This is not about me as a host trying to prop myself up. Hail to the Nizal. Nope, 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 nope. Like I said, I'm not your master teacher. I'm not your guide. I'm not your leader. I'm not none of that. I'm just a brother who's trying to share a little information to inspire you to be the best that you can be. And for us to be the best that we all can be, to look inside of ourselves and change ourselves and try to help other people change themselves for what the better, right? Because I've been there. I've been on the other side. I've been on the other side. I've been that bad, no good, crazy. <laughs> y'all yeah, though, y'all though. But I've been there, man. It's beautiful on this side of the fence right here. It's beautiful on this side of the fence. 
But thank y'all again, brothers and sisters, for tuning in again to Culture Freedom Radio Network. I'm up out of here. Yes, sir. So I'm, I'll give y'all the, um, when I get my mind together, I'll let y'all know exactly when I will be started. I, I, I just, was, as I was sitting here, I was thinking about maybe doing something because I got a lot of schedules. I got, I'll be doing stuff on the VR, help hosting stuff on VR. Um, and my wife, we got like an old school club on there now. We just open up, just do old school classic music, funk, soul, and, you know, Jane Brown, all that stuff, man, that, uh, that we do on there. And, uh, so yeah. That's culture freedom. I got a, we got a, a lounge on there. It's called the Classic Soul Lounge. Classic Soul Lounge, and people can come in there, man. You know, actually, you can come in there and um, and you can uh, like do. We could do karaoke. We could do uh, spoken word. We got a stage. You can come on there and do spoken words, and you want to sing all of that type of stuff. Well, you know, it's cool, man. And you can come in there and just um, sit back and uh, 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 just what they call it, hang out, just conversate, meet people and hang out and just conversate. Yeah, we got that right there. And then we even got, it's like a skating rink. We got a skating rink all in this club. <laughs> it's like a cabin almost. But when you get in there, it's like two levels. You know, we got to like, a this is like a, a bar area, you know, where we got, you know, hell, it auto fit, play drinks. You can't drink for real, y'all. This virtual reality. You got like a little bar. People want to like, they getting daiquiris, beer or something. Um, so we got that shot, you know, like shot glasses. Uh, then we got another part with a stage and area. Got uh, got VIP sections. Got a hot tub, and we're in the hot tub. Um, you can you got a moon roof. Hit a button, and y'all can look up at the, you know, look up at the moon and the stars and stuff while you're in the hot tub. Then we have a skate, as a skating ring while you the music is playing. You leave out of the club. You want to go to the skate ring. We got with a skating ring. People can you can skate. You can actually have your avatar skating and all of this stuff while you listen to some music and stuff at the same time. Yeah, so it's great, man. It's great. I love the VR. So we we got that going, uh, and I help. Um, I've been helping this elder of this sister. She has a club as well. Uh, she had something tonight. I didn't go there tonight. Uh, basically, they be doing gospel. Um, place called Place of Peace gospel and reflection hour and stuff on there and uh, no. so yeah so i've been doing things in the vr so um no like i said i do the tabernacle for youtube so i have a very busy schedule um doing things and also working full-time damn job <laughs> and gotta be full-time husband at the same time so i have a very busy got doggone schedule then gotta study and all of this type of thing yes sir um so yeah i will try i'm thinking about uh, maybe Sunday. I gotta let y'all know because I don't really have too much going on Sunday. I gotta see what time I might start doing to come back live. But like I said, everything is gonna be hosted on Talk Show. Uh, not that many people be coming to Talk Show like that. But so, but anyway, so the episodes and everything will still be archived. You can still catch them on a podcasting site. So, just want to throw that out there. All right, I'll keep y'all informed on however and whatever I try to do. I will let y'all know. Other than that, brothers and sisters, I'm gone. Y'all have a peaceful and wonderful uh, night and day, whatever time y'all listen to this, and enjoy yourselves, and y'all be on the lookout and be very careful out here, brothers and sisters. Try to be your best and being careful. Uh, with that said, I'm out of here. Peace, y'all. Thank y'all very much. <laughs> Leftovers or the DMV number 97 or 
house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.